grateful that I stood the course. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I don't pride my college degree on the fact that I went to college. It was more or less I finished what I started. And so that was the longest wait <laughs> to complete a degree <laughs> ever in my life. And I, I'm just grateful that I did it because mm -hmm. I saw my son. I finished what I started. That was the most important thing. So no matter how long it takes you to get there, mm -hmm. just keep going. Welcome back to the Two Stubborn to Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. We got a very special guest in the building today. Um, it's funny, and we can go into a little bit about how we met um, okay. later, but the founder of the LaCroix Agency, Martisha LaCroix. How you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here, though. Yes. Because this has been like a, a process. <laughs> it has. And people are under the process to get here. So I'm grateful to be here. Uh, I'm going to say co-founder because in case my husband watch, I want him to be like. Co-founder. I, I left him out. You know, we, we're a partner <laughs> in this thing. So, But I'm just grateful that you invited me out to come and hang out for a little while. Absolutely. And I, I appreciate you um, not only agreeing to be on the platform yourself, but bringing other people from your agency to be a part of it and and it's a blessing that it's funny how you know we met through my job with yeah. me approving companies through usc and um you know how we can turn something that that was just a misunderstanding into a good relationship that that's good so i'm gonna say let's start with that thank you for that yes. part because it was we had a whole situation mm -hmm, going on mm -hmm. to get that straight with the business and then you was telling me about what you were doing i was like yeah. that'd be so cool and um so i was like yeah i got a couple people and you was like send them all i was like mm -hmm, okay you know mm -hmm. so that's yeah so definitely pick up the phone and call yes pick yes. up tell everybody, pick up the phone and call whatever it is pick up the phone and call absolutely yeah. and then um to add to that everybody that you know and everybody that knows you needs to know what you do because that's if it. I didn't tell you yeah. that I had a podcast, we wouldn't be here either. No, sure wouldn't. So that's the yeah, end. Tell them definitely keep talking about what you're doing, though. Talk absolutely. About it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, let's just get right into it. Okay. Um, where are you from? Originally, mm -hmm. Pauley's Island, South Carolina. Really? Georgetown County. I'm okay. <laughs> but, uh, and so most of the time people say that they're like, where? And then we always say, you know, about 30 minutes south of Myrtle Beach. Okay. But okay. I'm a beach girl, island girl. Yeah. I've grown to beach my entire life mm. um, until I became an adult. So, mm. and I love it. No shade to Columbia. Yeah. But yeah. I love. I get it. I mean, yeah, we can't compete I, no, with a beach. can't compete with the beach. <laughs> I, I love it. I always have loved the water. Okay. Always. So how was it growing up there for you? Uh, so growing up was good. Like it wasn't like, you know, you'd be like growing up was a struggle, mm -hmm. but I don't think I understood it was a struggle until right. I became an adult. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how we have something to compare it to. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but my grandparents were good. Um, I was mostly raised by them. Mm -hmm. Even though my mom, my mom was in my life and right. she wasn't absent or anything, but mm -hmm. I had, I have siblings. Mm -hmm. They're younger than I am. They had, had more needs than I did. Mm -hmm. So my grandparents took over the responsibility of me. Okay. So I'm a granddaddy's girl hey. to my heart. But, I mean, people laugh because I know how to do things like fix plumbing, yeah. hang sheetrock. I can change all. I can do stuff. You do it most, all. Yeah, because you know, I was with him all the time. Yeah. So I learned a lot uh, from him growing up. So I learned a lot of life lessons. They old school. Mm -hmm. So they like get married, yeah. build family. You know, they're all about staying together. Um home cook meals all the time mm -hmm. so growing up i i don't i mean it, we didn't have a whole lot of money mm -hmm. but i learned so much about community and about life and about mm -hmm. family um yeah. being as as i grew over that time that's a blessing that you got to create that kind of relationship with your grandparents yeah shout out to the traditional grandparents yeah 
Cause that's that's a withering thing at this. And they real traditional. Like, <laughs> like they like some old get up at five, yeah. down by nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kitchen better be clean. Like mm-hmm. they real traditional. And this are most things that I still do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm grateful for. I really am. I'm, yeah. And I want my kids to have that. That's right. one thing that I'm very. I wanted them to have a traditional grandparent. Mm-hmm. Uncle, no shade to young grandparents. Right. But it's something it's that different. just the stories it's they've different. yeah the <laughs> stories they've told me. Even like I, I'm I'm lucky to say I knew all of my grandfather's siblings. Mm. Like they knew me by name. I, yeah. just, I knew of them or I saw them during family reunions, but like been to their homes mm-hmm. and they got to meet my oldest child. So there's a relationship in that. Like I love older people anyway, but mm-hmm. there's a relationship there that I'm just, I just value so much. And I don't know, I can't speak for you, but I, I would imagine that probably going through the process, it wasn't as great as, you know, looking at it as you're older appreciating those kind of relationships and i'm sure they were strict yeah yeah. and and you know going through it as a kid it sucks yeah but it's something that you definitely can appreciate now oh definitely (laughs) definitely appreciate it now you know things like i remember scratching my grandma's scalp i used to hate doing that yeah like you be doing it and but she would be like she liked it i'm like oh my gosh just like you know even with the things like you know i had my son at 17 Mm -hmm. and um that was a total no go, right. you know what I mean. But and she was like, "You're gonna get married." I was like, "Uh, no, <laughs> like, no, I would really ruin my life." Right. So there, yeah, that traditional part of them was really, really was good for me growing up. Okay, so where did uh, I know this? Your last name. Um, where did that come from? Lacroix, La- 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 technically. Lacroix. La- 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 that's what I. That's what I was gonna leave with. Yeah. <laughs> well, my husband gave it to me. Okay. Um. So I thank God for that. Uh-huh. Um. But um, Marticia actually is from my mom. My aunt named me after my mom. My name is Marcella. Oh, okay. And my middle name is Lenore. So that's named that my dad's name is Leonard. Uh-huh. And of course, my dad's last name was Bragg. So um, it's a laughing thing my husband has that you know. Bragg didn't pay for the stuff yeah. right here, but it's on all my legal documents. <laughs> it's not going nowhere. Um, so it came from his family. It actually, believe it or not, means the cross oh, is what it means. Um, okay. His family is from, uh, well, I said it confused. My father-in-love is from Jamaica. My mother-in-love is from Trinidad. Wow. Um, his grandmother, he has a grandma from Cuba. Uh, he has a grandmother from Venezuela. So they're all confused. It's a nice so, mix. Yeah, so they're all confused. <laughs> island, you know, island South American people. And so that's where it came from. Now, the running joke is mm. technically I have four last names mm. and none of them besides, well, two came from my husband and mm. then two I got my grandfather. Actually, on my original birth certificate is my coach, which is my grandfather's last name mm. and my dad's last name, Brad. Oh, wow. And my husband had two last names. So <laughs> I had to choose. So everybody laughs. Like, you got this long yeah. name. Um, because he had two for his mom and his dad. He had mm-hmm. both last names on his birth certificate. So technically, that's what we don't know. I was at four last wow. names legally. But I can write all that <laughs> if I wanted to. So no. I left it the way it is. But that's that's, that's a lot of history, from. though. That's it's a lot. lot. One a lot day of we'll take the time to. I, that's what I want to do. My, do my children is really yeah. pan out like all of, really all of me. Mm-hmm. Um, even if in stories, but still like just kind of. Go and explore that part of us, but yeah, that's that's how I got. Th- I like the fact I have it though. Yeah. That last name is different. Yeah, I stand out. People remember yes, me. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's where it came from. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to go back a little bit, yeah. um, specifically growing up, did you have any any representations of entrepreneurship when you were young? You know, 
now I would say yes. Mm-hmm. At the time, I didn't think of it as that. Right. You know, I didn't think of it. That's what it was at the time. Um, my grandfather, he was retired Navy. Mm-hmm. So when I came on the scene, he'd already retired. Um, he had been working in a place called Bookering Gardens. I think he just liked the work, honestly, because mm-hmm. he was doing that. <laughs> I didn't know till he passed. He was a licensed mortician. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, I thought he just worked at the funeral home. Yeah. I, I never went in the back. He always brought me. I sit in the front and wait on him. Mm-hmm. And I would think, you know, he's this licensed mortician. I didn't know until right. he died. And I was like, wow, you know, so um, they were always doing something. Mm-hmm. And then my grandmother, people would come literally around the country to our house. She would make handmade dolls. She would make handmade quilts. And I thought, you know, they just knew her because my grandfather was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Well, come to find out she had her own her own situation going on, you know, her <laughs> own business. And um, I have her old recipe book. So in the front is her pricing list. Oh. So she was making money, even though, again, like I said, they old school. Yeah. She got an allowance from my grandfather. So that money she made was her money. He was like, I know she making money. Right. Um, that's her money. So I think that's where a lot of the entrepreneurship in me came from because mm-hmm. they were doing it. Like yeah. they were really doing it. And um, and so it was just different to see that I did have that not knowing it at the time. And then fun fact, if you ever get a chance to at the McKenzie Museum, my grandmother's quote is there. She donated mm. to the school of University of South Carolina um, years, like way before she passed. But yeah, it, her quote it goes on tour wow. with the uh, with them. That's just a fun fact about my family. We're little we're little poor. No, I'm just kidding. We're not. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, that's a lot. It's it's a blessing because there are a lot of people that have no idea uh, yeah. about where they come from or. Or they just never really get a chance to build that relationship with their parents, let alone their grandparents. Yeah. And and like I said, one more time, shout out to the traditional grandparents. Yeah. Um, I'm loving this conversation already, um, but we need to pay some bills real quick. Okay. So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Built on a passion and love for art, All Things Design is here to create spaces you will love and custom designs and memories that will last a lifetime. All Things Design specializes in event design, interior design, corporate design, custom design projects, and home closet organization. And that's just to name a few. Communication is key. We're here for whatever you need. We'll help you solidify your vision and keep in constant contact until your dream is realized. All Things Design, a step above the rest. Be sure to book at allthingsdesign.org. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Two Step in the Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. We have the lovely Miss LaCroix in the building today. Um, just to continue the conversation, um, I do want to touch on the LaCroix Agency. Okay. Um, what was the inspiration behind starting that? Okay, so we'll back up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. All of I've always done family vacation. So let me put it in perspective. My husband is from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Ain't no people say that, but he's from really like Brooklyn, New yeah. York. The projects, <laughs> okay, the real projects. And so and he said, you know, I'm I'm sub, I'm suburban. He, you know, I'm on us. He was the other side of the track. Yeah. I don't know nothing <laughs> about that lifestyle. Um, and so growing up, we took family vacation every year. Like, it's not a year that we didn't ever take family vacation. So mm. I was accustomed to summer camp, which a lot of people that look like us ain't accustomed to. Right. I went, and I went away to summer camp. Mm-hmm. So I was spent the night. I went away. I went to 4-H camp. I've been to Girl Scout camp. I've done all of that. And mm-hmm. then at the end of the summer, we go on family vacation. Right. So travel was something that I always loved. Mm-hmm. So when my husband, I married him. He was in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. 
And so I didn't want to work a traditional job anymore. I always had a burning desire to do my own thing. Like I always, my family say I'm in a rebel. I'm always the person that's on the <laughs> over here. Everybody on the right, I'm on the left, right? So um, I said I want to do my own thing. Church, I was over the hospitality ministry, and I really loved it. So mm -hmm. I finished my degree in hospitality, okay. and we moved. Like literally, we moved while I was finishing the degree. I wanted to go to law school. Mm -hmm. I, that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I could be a hospitality attorney, mm -hmm. but law school was two and a half hours away from where we lit, were stationed. Uh, and I was just thinking to myself, my son was in middle school, going to high school. My husband, who knows his schedule? Mm -hmm. And I was like, I can't make that commute and study and still be present. That was a lot. You know, that had been a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I decided I wanted to start a business. So we originally was called LaCroix Events and Travel. So mm -hmm. people thought I sold travel for a long time. Mm -hmm. was never what I wanted to do. <laughs> and, um, and so as I've grown and matured in the business, mm -hmm. I decided that I loved contract negotiations. Like mm -hmm. I, that was a primary, like I got excited about how we negotiated deals and what we got for our clients. That was so important to me and so mm -hmm. I told my husband one day maybe about about four four about four or five years ago um I said you know I think I want to change the name of the business mm -hmm. and he was like what do I want to change it to and then I said LaCroix because we do more than just events now right. so we have talent clients now as many of y'all probably got to meet through the podcast mm -hmm. and then we also will start to do more system stuff because I've actually been in management over 20 years I know I look 23 but okay. over 20 okay. years and so I want to now use those skills that I have acquired over time mm -hmm. of the different jobs I did so that's kind of how we evolved to where we are now mm -hmm. and um I like it I mean events is fun mm -hmm. I know it's not fun for everybody, but it's fun to me. That's all that matters. You know, it's 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 like I was telling my son used to play football. Like when he would get out there on that gridiron, it's like that smell of the field. He that's what that's what event space does for me. Like yeah. when I get when I'm in my zone, I'm in my zone, and so I love it. It's it's I get to meet new people. I get to know new places. I just it's a part of me, and I love to travel. So that just kind of helped the fact that I got to do what I right. love to do. I'm in my vein of where I shine at, and that's that's why I got did it. So. I can hear the passion in your voice for what you do. Yeah. Um, but is there anything, if there is anything, mm -hmm. what what is the least favorite part uh, of what you do? The office work. Yeah. You know, business, I, everybody should have, I follow a lady called Lim, named Lynn Richardson, mm -hmm. and everybody should have a home base, but so she always says, and as much as you love what you do, you have always got to take care of your business. Mm. That's the part I hate. Because mm. I'm like, I can be out here all day, but I still got to do accounting. I still got to ah. do payroll. I still got to, <laughs> you know, and as you grow, you're going to acquire more problems. Right. But then what I'm learning is what I'm not great at, as long as I know how to do it, mm. I still want to outsource that. I want to shine where I shine, and I want to give people opportunities to shine where they shine. Right. And that's a different thing, too. Sometimes we get so solopreneured. Mm. I could do it all myself. Why? Right. You know, I want to be one to not just jobs per se, but even freelance work where mm -hmm. I'm able to serve in my area, but then help somebody else serve where they shine it. And so that's what my worst thing. Even my, um, I remember my son, I sent him on a couple of travel things I had, couldn't go. Mm -hmm. And he was like, my, I'll do this all day. But that's it up in the office stuff. You got to do it on the phone. I'm not <laughs> no, doing that. Yeah. So <laughs> I get it. But that's probably my least favorite part about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to your, your clients, um, do you have an ideal client that you work with? So here's the thing. You get to a place in business where you like, where they interview you, not interview them. Right. I will turn a check down. Mm -hmm. I don't have the the energy to give to people who not my type, not saying I have to, not about liking you, but mm -hmm. do you fit what we're trying to do? Right. 
most of my clients are entrepreneurs and professionals. Mm -hmm. These are people who are great at what they do, mm -hmm. and now they want to have live events. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you telling me you want to do, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about a Hall's <laughs> Chop House. The Hall's Chop does serve hamburgers, mm -hmm. and they're really good. Right. Uh, you want that, but you can only afford the Wednesdays 4 for 4. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not what you want, because I'm going to ask you what the budget is. Right. And right. when you tell me there's no budget, you're not my client because everybody <laughs> has a budget, right? But now I'm in a place where I just kind of feel the client like I got I got to hear your passion for what you love mm -hmm. and why you want to share that. I got to hear, you know, where you are budget wise, because I'm not we don't do large events. We mm -hmm. do 200 or less attendees. And it's ideal for a lot of people if I show them how the numbers work. Mm -hmm. You know, um, my decline, I'm going to let you do your thing, mm -hmm. but I need you to let me be who I am and do what I know how to do. And so most of my clients that, you know, I say God put in my in my in my viewpoint, in my way are people who like, yes. Mm -hmm. I need I need a Tish on my team. I right. need a T Lacroix. They call me T Lacroix on my team, mm -hmm. and that's my ideal client. I interview everybody now. Like I'm in a place where, and I tell everybody, you don't have to take all the money. Right. Like it's enough money out here. You don't have to take. You don't have to dial your prices back. Mm -hmm. I learned it the hard way. I'm telling you that I just wanted to quit. I mean, honestly, yeah. like I, I swear I quit every day. <laughs> but you know, at a point where I wanted to just not do this anymore. Like, am I valued here? Like I know what I bring to the table. And then it took somebody to say, no, I'm going to pay the, I'm going to pay the invoice. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I could charge these things and do these things. And that what changed my whole perspective. So, I mean, now I'm in a place where I don't need as many clients mm -hmm. as long as I have the right ones. They stay with me long time. I have clients who've been with me that, that, that your, um, your audience has met before Dr. Shamika Max Sanders mm -hmm. now eight years. Wow. We have been in a relationship. So, you know, they tend to stick with me. Even when I said, well, we're shifting a little bit. They're like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I need you to take care of this, you know. And so I'm grateful for that. So, Man, that's a that's a blessing. That, and, and you're right. It, it's funny how, well, not funny, but I noticed that when, especially earlier on in business, uh, we really just lack that confidence. Yeah. Um, and, and that bleeds over into our pricing. It bleeds over into every aspect of our business where we, second guess everything yeah. it's like am i charging too much or mm -hmm. no but like you said it it's somebody out there that's that's willing to pay that price yeah. so all that's left is you finding your ideal client or customer or whatever that is for you absolutely absolutely mm. for you yep and don't my friends and I'm like I, I do have people that cross over. We have, we have great relationship, mm -hmm. and then we have great business relationship. But they know if this somebody I use Dr. Shamika Max Sanders. She's the, the she's my daughter's godmama. Mm -hmm. I love. We have a personal relationship, but we have made a, a stance that if this crosses our personal relationship, we'll dead all the business yeah. relationship. Mm -hmm. um, but you got to realize your your family, your friends, they may not be your client. And I think we we take support like oh they don't support me. But they're not your client. Mm -hmm. And and it's comfortable there. Because, see, you think they know you just comfortable. And I, I had to learn that. Like, no, they love me and mm -hmm. they support me and they got me. But they're not buying my book. Mm -mm. They're not buying no <laughs> event package. They don't have no events. Right. You know? And I had to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. um, and once you get there, you kind of like, okay. You're like, okay. Man. <laughs> this is some, some excellent game we get right now. Um, but. For those who would like to follow in your footsteps, did you have any any tips for any beginners? Um, one of the things I would tell people to do that a lot of people don't know in event business mm -hmm. is we they have events for event managers. Mm -hmm. So definitely network. Um, 
I've gotten most of my deals, most of the connections I have is because I went to events. Mm -hmm. um, I went to events for event planners. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly educating myself, constantly. Like I attend on my own uh, four to five event planner conferences a year where I'm, I'm pitching business as far as um, to a supplier. So like to a city, this is what I have available, but also they have classes. Um, so I would definitely tell you to continue to hone your craft. Um, I chose to get a degree, but here's the thing. Um, my degree was actually because I started college right out of high school. It yep. took me 15 years to get that degree. I was a single mama. Mm -hmm. I was trying to find myself. I was, was a whole lot to that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful I got a degree in hospitality, mm -hmm. but I didn't. you don't have to have a college degree. Right. Definitely get in those rooms um, with people and most importantly, bet on yourself. Ooh. Like... But like, if you don't, it's like, listen, it's like uh, the roulette table, put it all on you, mm -hmm. put it all on you. Um, and people will begin to believe in you. You know, my, um, my thing is like, if everybody in the Colorado household believe in me, what everybody else talking about doesn't matter. Cause they all rocking with me. They the ones that's up all night when the house look like what blowing up from <laughs> events. They're the ones that are packing that stuff up, unpacking mm -hmm. that stuff, picking me up from the airport. So as long as they're like, you know, I believe in you, I'm good. I don't. You know, whether they agree, doesn't matter. They're right. like, Mom, that's what you want to do, babe. Do it. I'm proud of you. Do your thing. Mm -hmm. But they they want to be a part of that or not. Um, that was for me. I mm -hmm. had to bet on myself. And that was that was hard now because I had to unpack some trauma. Huh. I had to unpack some trauma mm -hmm. to really say, okay, T, you can really do this. So that's what I would tell you. Believe in yourself. Get in the right rooms. Connect with the right people. And and the right people are not the people with the all the followers. Let me make that very clear. The right people are people who are going to help you. You will know. When I'm in rooms and I say I'm doing something, it's not too many times that people will say, hey, Tish, call this person. I'm looking for this person. As a matter of fact, I met somebody at a conference that I was working the conference, and she said, I got somebody to connect you with. Connected me, gave me the number, and they connected for another somebody else. So it, it's like these rooms that you have to get out. And I love Columbia. Don't get me wrong. I love my state. Mm. It's a Carolina girl. But I need you to expand your horizons a little bit. I need mm -hmm. you to go to other states where other events are happening that people are going to because it'll it'll stretch you that you're not the smartest person in the room. And mm -hmm. I love that. So that's what I would say. Man, those are some gems. Um, I completely agree. Uh, there is power in networking. Yeah. Um, a lot of us, well, I can't say a lot of us, but a lot of people yeah. um, are hindering themselves just because they won't get off the couch. Like mm -hmm. you won't find your ideal client in your home. No. You got to get out. <laughs> These events, like you said, you can meet some people that will change your life. Yes. Wholeheartedly <laughs> change. When I say wholeheartedly change your life, I got my first uh, seven-figure client, seven-figure earner client from an event I worked for somebody else. Mm -hmm. And they saw me working. And she was like, I need you. I was like, I'm not going back. Here's my birthday. Mm -hmm. No. And she was like, okay, we'll talk later. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no. Like, you know, <laughs> and I ended up back with her. Uh -huh. So that, but that was because they saw me working someone else's event. Mm -hmm. I was being myself. And that's how that happened. So if I wasn't in that room, I wouldn't, you know, so you got to put yourself out there. It's, right. it's uncomfortable, but it's worth it in the end. <sighs> Stretching. You got to yes. stretch yourself. Yes. Um, I want to, touch on a point that you <clears throat> excuse me brought up earlier mm -hmm. about um the family being a part of the business yes can we speak to like what's the value of having everybody be all in for you okay so a couple of things again mm -hmm. i tell you i follow this lady i always plug her because she's a great financial person lynn richardson um y'all got kids 
and y'all kids need to work. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a business, and I tell my sister all the time, like, they learn so much from you mm -hmm. um, when they're a part of what you're doing. It doesn't feel like it's a threat to them. Like, mom, you're in this business taking all your time from us versus we're all doing it together. Right. Um, so that's one of the things I think I had to learn. Like I said, my son, my oldest, he does, he hates the office work. Mm -hmm. hates it. However, he loves post-production stuff. He loves video editing. So I figured out how to incorporate what he loved mm -hmm. into our brand. Okay. Even though he understands, he I mean, of course, he's been with me forever, right. but he understands the business. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important that not that you force them to do what you want to do, but that we have a clear understanding of where we're trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, I can't speak to everybody's marriage. I can only speak for mine. That's something that we do. We sit down and say, okay, this is the vision for our marriage, mm -hmm. for our for our home, what we're trying to do business-wise, because I don't want it to die with me. You know, mm -hmm. not saying they're going to run it in-house. They right. need somebody else to do it. But at least I set them up to have something, more than one thing, right? And so them supporting, but really mostly them doing what they love. I think that's that's the difference. Like sometimes we tend to say, no, you got to do this right here. Well, you may have a child that loves, again, loves videos. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, they like to post videos. Let them record your stuff. Let them do your posting for you. You know, groom them. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my nieces and nephews will tell you they have interned with me because uh, their parents are like, can they stay with you for a short? They know <laughs> how to file paperwork. They know how to answer the phone. They know mm -hmm. how to send emails. And those are skills that... They didn't have to wait till after high school or college to get. They got right. them in house, and I could write a, a referral for them. Mm -hmm. So that's how important that is. You kind of put them steps ahead because you've given them experience that they don't have the the freedom, right, to to um, mess up. Right. So for me, that's that's one point of me. Their support is important because you need that vibe. You know, I always mm -hmm. think about black men and how you know they there's a battle outside mm -hmm. you know they don't want to battle inside no you know and so my thing was to have an environment where i'm inside and this is conducive and we're together and mm -hmm. nobody's gonna break this bond and no one's gonna mess this up mm -hmm. and you know we're, we're figuring this thing out together that they are clear that i'm gonna travel and you know we're doing this and i'm doing that so it's always great communication and it's important for me to let them know i'm not just doing it for me i'm mm -hmm. not just doing it for y'all i'm doing it for like eight more generations i'm trying to really push that we can have something mm -hmm. because I'm a strong believer that struggle does not equal work ethic okay mm -hmm. struggle does not have to be the <laughs> way of life like that you have to pay your dues yes you got to put in the work right. but you know that's not what I want for them so I think that if you have a support and I'm gonna say so if you're single or don't have that who are your closest friends that rock with you no matter what who's mm -hmm. gonna you know listen they're gonna buy the book may never read the book but they're gonna buy it and, mm -hmm. and cheer you on those are people you need to hone in on and definitely connect with to make sure you're building that long term for support that that level of support is uh you can't beat it you can't beat no. it and, and like you said even if you don't necessarily have family um or a significant other you you have somebody in your life that yeah. that can help with that support and um it, it's kind of harsh but i would say that if you don't if you have the people but they're not willing to support the business you got to find new people <laughs> oh, what, but, but what, why are you attracting those people though? Right. That's the, that, right. that's the part we miss. Like they don't support, them, but but what are you doing that gives off this energy of not wanting to support? Do you support? Mm -hmm. That was one of the biggest things I had to make sure I did. Like when people call me, I try my best. Like I listen, my husband would say, I'm at graduations, <laughs> I'm at basketball games, I'm picking up the phone. If, if it if it drops on my heart, I'm like, hey, just checking on you. Like I make it a point with no thing in return, mm -hmm. but I make it a point to say, hey, 
I'm, I'm checking on people because I want to sow those kind of seeds. Mm. So when people say, nobody support me, I ask the question, who do you support? Mm. First things first, do you sow the seeds of support? Even if it's a share or it's a like or it's a, you know, a plug or it's a thank you, whatever that is, are you doing the same thing? So, you know, definitely, you know, check yourself, but they also check your circle at the same time. <laughs> I 100% agree with that. Um, I'm enjoying this conversation <laughs> so much. Is it? It's not even feeling like an interview. It's just like a a, a great conversation. Um, but we'll we gotta go ahead and pay some more bills, and then uh, we'll be right back with the two stubborn to fail moments. Real dope photography is more than just dope photos. It's a celebration of your brand, beauty, and confidence at any stage of your life. Our goal is to capture the greatest moments in your life and the world around you. Visit our website at realdopephotography.com. That's realdopephotography.com. And the real is spelled R-E-E-L. You know, like a real film. Make sure you set up your free consult today. Mention the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast on your booking form in the How Did You Hear About Us section, and you can receive a 20% discount. All right, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast, where we tell stories about overcoming adversity. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Um, today we have the lovely Miss LaCroix in the building. I'm going to go ahead and keep saying that. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to continue the conversation, what I, what I always like to wrap the interviews up with is a Too Stubborn to Fail moment. Basically, a moment where you had to overcome adversity that sticks out to you the most. What's that moment for you? Oh my gosh! I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think. I, you know what? All the women who've had kids at a young age. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about teenage parents who, where statistically, we've been, you know, told that our kids would, we would have more children. Mm -hmm. We would have, you know, we were out there like that, mm -hmm. or you know, or you you were gonna be no more than just whatever that was, you know, on food stamps mm -hmm. section, all that stuff. You know, I'm I'm grateful that I stood the course. Mm -hmm. Like again, I don't pride my college degree on the fact that I went to college. It was more or less I finished what I started. And so that was the longest wait <laughs> to complete a degree <laughs> ever in my life. And I, I'm just grateful that I did it because mm -hmm. I saw my son, I finished what I started. That was the most important thing. So no matter how long it takes you to get there, mm -hmm. just keep going. Man, that just was, keep going. That's powerful. Um, that actually reminded me of a point that I didn't get to that I wanted to discuss with you. Um, we actually um, covered it last time you were in the studio. Um, well, we touched on it a little yeah. bit, um, but motherhood, uh, what what does that mean to you? Oh, motherhood is different for me because I think we have in common mm -hmm. that our children have our, that you know, gap. My, yeah, gap. <laughs> so my oldest is 25 and mm -hmm. the baby is three. Right. And... So motherhood is not perfection. Mm -hmm. I think we try to be this perfect person, this unbroken person, this mm -hmm. unbothered person. We got all we try to be super mom mm -hmm. or super parent to our children. And my son taught me this one thing that he wants me to be real mom. Mm -hmm. You know, granted he not gonna he not don't disrespect me or stuff like that, but he wanted to see the realness of me. In his mind, my mom always handled it. She don't complain. She don't mm -hmm. say she keeps it moving. And we had a, a situation occur in our family and I got home, I just literally just buried my father. Um 
two of our families had COVID and he had to, my son had to hold it down because I was in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And I, and I walked in and I said, son, I'm, I mean, tears in my eyes, like I'm overwhelmed. I just need a minute to think. Mm -hmm. And he says, wow, this is the first time ever in your life I've known you, I've ever heard you say that. Mm -hmm. And so just the openness of that for me, you know what I mean? To, mm -hmm. to, to be in his mom, he, he respects me as his mom, but he saw me as a human being. Mm -hmm. um, and so that was so powerful. You know, being a mom, there's no... I, I've been a parent of some type all my life. Like, since mm -hmm. I've been six years old, like right. I've had my brothers, I've had my godchildren, I've had my children. And it's an impactful moment. Mm -hmm. You know, your children see you, they see how hard you go, they see you doing things. But I would tell any mama, make sure one, you deal with your childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. Deal with your trauma. Whatever that trauma is, deal mm -hmm. with your baby daddy trauma, deal with your, your abandonment trauma, mm -hmm. deal with your daddy trauma, deal with your mama trauma, deal with your trauma. Because we project it on them sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, deal with your trauma, love yourself, and be free enough to say, you know, I've apologized to my children. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm different now because, you know, you know, like I know you got to mm -hmm. be, a, I'm an adult parent to the adult child, right. but I'm a three year old parent to a little person. <laughs> and they need different parts of me, which I think keeps me young. But motherhood is so good. It, it just, it's, it's really, really good for me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it makes me want to do more. It makes me want to make sure when I, I've, I've poured out everything I've had for them, um, and not just financially, mm -hmm. but spiritually, emotionally, do they know that they're loved? Mm -hmm. They don't have to search for love. They know that they're loved, period, right. you know? And so that's 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 important for me. Man, that was powerful. And and could you kind of, another thing that we touched on uh -huh. about motherhood was um, you're not the same person for the first child as you are for no. for the last so what, no. what can you kind of describe motherhood when you first started versus now Whew. so mother when i first started i was struggling mm -hmm. and i don't mean like struggling like financial i mean i was depressed mm -hmm. i attempted suicide mm -hmm. um i had got into a marriage because i it's I had no choice. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm saying I didn't have a choice. Let me not say that because we right. do have choices. But I made the choice to, to go into this marriage um, that wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. But I was looking at, I've strategically, I've, I think my husband said, you've always been a chess player. So anything I've done is a reason why I've done it. I don't regret any decision that I made. Mm -hmm. I know people say, I, regret, I don't regret anything in life. I made those decisions based on the mindset I had at the time. Mm -hmm. And I owned them. Right. You know, I owned them all. And so... William is my survivor child. Like, mm -hmm. so when I see him and how he may relate to people sometimes, mm -hmm. we got to remember it was just me and him for right. a long time. It was just me and him. I was figuring it out. I was trying to find who I am. Mm -hmm. I was, like I said, depressed. I was going through a lot of anxiety at the mm -hmm. time, trying to figure out how I can make sure we eating every day. Um, and truth be told, immediate family members that I had did not rock with me like that. Um, and so... When I married my husband, now my only husband in my mind. But when I married him, he needed my husband more mm -hmm. than I needed him. Mm -hmm. So when I look at their dynamic, people would think if I don't tell people that my husband legally adopted him, mm -hmm. you would think that's his birth, natural birth son. And in his mind, that's my natural birth son. Mm -hmm. And so that was important to me. Um, so he's like work all the time. He was, he was talking about like, mom, you was figuring it out. You was finding yourself in the beauty that he gives me grace. Mm. Cause you would think your older kids look at the little one. Cause the little one get a little, you know, young ones get a little more mm. like they would have that jealous spirit. Mm. And he doesn't have that. He's like, I get it. You're like different. You know, mm. you're, you're free. You know, you're doing like, she stays, she's been home with me for the first two years of her life versus William. 
six months he was in daycare mm -hmm. because I couldn't be at right. home. And so I've cried a lot out of gratitude because mm -hmm. I got to deal with her, but I, I'm grateful that my children don't have that. Well, Ma, she gets this. He doesn't do that. Oh, he's like, whatever I could do to help you with, with her, whatever you need. He, now, he talked to her a little different, but they said, but so I get that. <laughs> but for the most part, I'm different. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not angry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, <laughs> like, I was a depressed, angry black woman, like mm -hmm. for real. And it wasn't from a place of I wanted to be that mm -hmm. at all. But that was hurt, unresolved issue. That's a, I'm a believer of Jesus and therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, that was unresolved issues. That was dad issues and mom issues that I had to work through. Mm -hmm. And we passed it in them and I didn't want that. So right. I purposely worked on me. Mm -hmm. So with the little one, I'm free. I laugh a little more. Mm -hmm. I, I don't take stuff so serious. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think I'm still, I am still serious a lot. But my son will say, Mom, you just let her do stuff. Like you would never, <laughs> you know, let me do those things. And so I know that I'm freer. He doesn't say it in a sense of jealousy. It's a sense of laughing like, I'm my mama now. You know how you are. And so... I'm, I'm more free to like let her grow, mm -hmm. let them be themselves. Both of them, like let them be themselves, let them grow in the area. So I just think that I'm, I'm more loose with it to the extent of the freedom of learning, the freedom mm -hmm. of growing that I wasn't before. I was really militant, like, okay, we got to get this done. I got to go here. And it's the freedom to love myself. Because mm -hmm. I didn't, honestly, when I had him, I did not love me. I didn't love me enough to choose me. Right. Um, and that's a lot of things I think when you... They, they have different experiences with you. Mm. I'm still mom. Like I was, now I'm not going to use it for this podcast, mm. but I was out there like that. Mm. But William will tell you, his mom, my mom went to PT on me. She was mm. working, but I was, I had a double life. Like mm. I'm being honest. I was two different people, but I wanted to make sure he saw me a certain way. Now he older. I could tell him some stuff. He thinks it's funny now, mm. but that's important to me. So I would tell any mom, especially because we, we came with baggage, like, and I, and give your parents some grace. Like, you know, we go from loving them to judging them, mm -hmm. not realizing that like, they need some grace too, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so I, that's what I want my kids to like some grace. And so to have a son who understands that and sees me now, and he even says, ma, you're totally different. And you're so much more, um, want to be around me more because i think at the time he's like i don't know this lady crazy <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i would say i love it though man thank, I love it. thank god for growth now, listen <laughs> and the people who know me now be like she's like listen you did ask me that newbie yeah that over there they'd be like so she's come a long way you know so yeah thank god for growth absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely no well, thank you for sharing that yeah. um but before we get out of here it's two things um okay. one how how can the people find you Okay, so if you want to follow the business and connect with us on that and hear more what we have doing with that, you can follow us at LaCroix ET. That's L A C R O I X is an X ray ET. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think it's all on there. Yeah, I don't really, I'll be trying. I'm like, I think you can help me with that. And then, of course, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me on um, the Tish LaCroix um, on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Make sure you tap in. And we always appreciate ideal clients. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Ideal clients. But um, thank you for your time today. You. This has been another amazing episode. Today we had none other than Letitia LaCroix um, in the building today. And um, make sure you tap in. This has been... The Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. Go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe. Um, we appreciate each and every one of you, and we are signing out. <laughs>